welcome back to another wonderful and exciting episode of the Anthology of Horror. I am your host, Springheel Jack, and today I'm going to be testing out a new type of story uh, template, if you will. Uh, something we've never covered before. We've covered similar stories back in the Catholic Sex Guilt episode, which I know a lot of you remember fondly. But today, in a similar vein, we're going to be covering Tales of Tinder Terror. Horror stories from the popular, I use dating in quotation marks, dating app and website. But let me take this time to warn all of you new listeners, if you've never listened to this show before, this is uh, not going to be a kid-friendly episode, a work-friendly episode, or a in-law-friendly episode. So please, if you are of a softer persuasion, please take this time to turn this podcast off. And to everybody else, thank you very much for tuning in. I genuinely appreciate each and every one of you, and this show would not continue if it was not for the love and support of all of you. So thank you for that. I'd also like to take this brief time to give creative credit to all of the fake advertisements that I play during this show as they are creative property of Rockstar Games and do not belong to me or to this show whatsoever. I have also taken it upon myself to provide, as of right now, an ad-free listening experience, so all the advertisements that you hear during this show are fucking fake. They're not real companies, not real products, they're all jokes. So with that being said, let's kick it off with a fake advertisement from a company that doesn't exist for a product that hasn't been made. You are an American, so default with pride. We will show you how. We'll help you solve your problem with the bank once and for all in a truly grand fashion. Mortgages should be illegal. They are certainly immoral. You are actually expected to pay more than a house is worth. You were probably tricked by lawmakers and clever salesmen who gave you money and expected you to pay it back to them slowly over time. Well, now you don't have to. If they were foolish enough to loan money to a guy like you, they deserve to suffer. Do you know how many homes meet a tragic end due to electrical malfunctions, improper storage of petroleum, mudslides, and other disasters? Well, let's just put it like this. There's about to be one more. Visit stoppayingyourmortgage.net. All great things must one day be burned down for the insurance money. I think that was Mother Teresa that said that. But speaking of Mother Teresa, let's talk about Tinder. And some Tinder horror stories. Alright. So, take some of these with a grain of salt, because I can't guarantee the authenticity of all of them I found... All of them on verified news sources. Verified news sources, but uh, they may or may not be true. <clears throat> Let's talk about this woman. A woman has told how she narrowly escaped the clutches of a super creepy California surgeon named Dr. Grant Robichaux after he lured her to his apartment for a dip in his hot tub. Robichaux charged alongside his girlfriend, Cerisa Laura Riley, on Wednesday for allegedly drugging and raping two intoxicated women with possibly hundreds more alleged victims out there, met Lauren Hayden on the dating app Tinder last October. The 24-year-old math and physics instructor, 
thought the handsome doctor was too good to be true when he began flirting with her online. So when the wealthy surgeon invited her over for dinner at the luxurious Newport Beach apartment, the offer was difficult to turn down. But the encounter quickly turned sinister when Robichaud, who was age 38, began to make unwanted sexual advances towards her, and she fled his apartment after just two hours. This comes as a neighbor of the surgeon told Daily Mail TV that her mother, Corrine Gibson, 81, was woken by screams and a woman shrieking, Help me, help me, in October. This doctor looks like Johnny Knoxville. He does not... Mm, yeah, no thank you. <laughs> I don't buy it for a second. And he has not one, but two wandering eyes. Mrs. Gibson called the police and officers later informed neighbors that the incident was a private sexual matter. Mrs. Gibson's daughter, Renee Gibson Milch, age 58, said that the screams were so loud they woke my mom, who's deaf. She was terrified. She woke my dad, and they called 911. They heard a woman screaming, Help me, help me. It must have been in the early hours, because they were really worried and upset by it, and they could actually hear it. I have spoken to them since news of Grant's arrest broke, and the memories have all come back. My mom remembers going out into the street in her nightclothes with my dad. Other neighbors came out, too, and waited for the police to show up. For Lauren, the strings of claim against Robichaux don't come as a surprise. She told Daily Mail TV about her scary date with the surgeon who appeared on a Bravo reality show called Online Dating Rituals of the American Mail. She invited me over for dinner and asked me to join the jacuzzi, she recalls. We went in. I had a bathing suit on, and he kept trying to rip it off, and I told him to stop. He was controlling, and it scared me. He then took me to the bedroom and tried to take my clothes off again. I told him he was coming off aggressive and wasn't being a gentleman, and I needed to leave. I put my skirt on, but he lifted it up and grabbed my ass, and at that point I left. Huh. Uh, and then they have a Tinder transcript from their communication together. Uh, he messaged her first, said, Hi, it's Grant. I'm in the peninsula. I'm in the peninsula, too. I'll head over soon. Smiles. Cool. I'm in the middle house. Call, and I'll come out and grab you. Sounds good. FYI, my brother-in-law just stopped by. I'm still getting changed. No worries. My cooking is popular. Ha, 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 ha. As long as he doesn't eat my half. Be there in five. Uh, and this girl says she's 24. Bullshit. She looks more like a, like a city mile 15-year-old. The experience scared me and put me off dating for a while, she said. Um, yeah, I would hope so. Got her hair done, bought a bottle of wine, wore a dress. She looked cute. The guy said he wanted to cook dinner. She didn't think of it. She was concerned about going to his house on a first date, but did it anyway. He seemed okay. He was a surgeon. When I got there, he had a really nice Mercedes parked in his garage, and the place was beautiful, with a big TV, a nice kitchen, a wine distiller. A wine distiller? That should have been a red flag. Jacuzzi. He was dressed casually in board shorts, which was annoying as I was wearing a dress, but he told me these cool stories about his travels and told me he created a jetpack and was using it out in Newport Beach. Oh, for fuck's sake, you stupid asshole. But as soon as his brother-in-law left, he turned super creepy. He didn't seem interested in anything I had to say. You met him on Tinder, you fucking princess. I even asked him what he liked in a woman, and he replied, A face... 
tits and ass, which I thought was creepy. He had this forced confidence and was coming on super aggressive. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, that dude's fucking nasty looking, man. I don't, I don't know. Lauren added, there's plenty of guys who want to get straight down to the action, but he was more aggressive than the average guy. Micropenis. Robichaud told Lauren that his sister lived with him in his apartment, although it's believed he lived with his girlfriend and feather fellow accused rapist, his uh, cohort Riley, who's age 31. He tried to get me to massage him, like give him a back massage, so I rubbed his shoulders a little, but I tried to avoid anything sexual. I thought we were going to go get dinner and wine and walk around the peninsula. I didn't expect blatant sexuality. It's fucking tender, woman. Lauren, who had a bad run with men after dating, jailed fraudster and pharma bro Martin Kelly a few years ago, who she described as horrible and abusive. Says it feels like America has lost its sense of normality. I don't know what any of that means. Grant was very handsome and so smart. He could have had any woman he wanted, but he allegedly chose to rape him. So it's about power. In this country, nothing seems... Yeah, all right. Everyone keeps saying I should feel lucky I wasn't raped, but what the fuck? Is that our standard? Okay, politics. Robichaud and Riley were arrested on September 12th after being charged with rape by use of drugs, oral copulation by anesthesia or controlled substance, and other crimes. Orange County District Attorney Tony Rakakis. <laughs> Rakakis. All right. Uh, this is boring as fuck. I'm sorry to all of the victims of that asshole, but you got him. Way to go. All right. Let's take a break from that with a fucking ad. Everyone deserves part of the American dream. But how do you get your part of the pie? We're the Economic Recovery Group. We'll show you how to get what you deserve as an American by claiming disability, unionizing and goofing off, or how to become a Native American tribe and open a casino in your garage or basement. It's the government's job to bail you out and give you the lifestyle you deserve. You shouldn't have to pay taxes. Someone else should. The Economic Recovery Group. Call today, and we'll help your government help you. Oh, I gotta say, there is something for unionizing and goofing off, let me tell you. I know that one firsthand. Alright, so... It's a known fact that our sex drives increase in the summer, but recent stats have shown that, coincidentally, soccer is also giving uh, people horniness. According to the Russian mobile phone network MTS, Tinder usage increases by 11% near stadiums and fan zones during the World Cup. What the fuck? So, summer does indeed seem like a good time to re-download the app, or any vacation time really, but this short collection of stories should put you in for a reality check. It's, uh... I'm warning you in advance, it's a cesspit of fuckboys and fuckgirls and just blatant psychopaths, starting with the first story, Diane, who's age 28. After repeatedly deleting and re-downloading Tinder, she kept matching with this guy. She always got a weird vibe off him, but eventually met up one day for brunch, which led to some afternoon G&Ts. I don't know what that shit means either. We had a good chat, and he was so hot... I took him back to my place, we listened to music and chatted, and then fucked a lot. The sex was mind-blowing, if she's being honest. We were seeing each other on and off for two months, mostly just hooking up. He was living up north and was occasionally in London for work, so... I initially didn't find it weird that he sometimes went AWOL, but I started to have suspicions about a girl I saw on his social media. 
I decided to end it as I definitely had feelings for him at this point and already knew he was bad news because he loved drugs and hated ambition. Did you figure that out when he went AWOL for weeks at a time, you stupid asshole? I cried it out and then posted a fuck you, I'm hot selfie on Instagram only to get a DM from some random girl to ask me if that post had been about that guy. Long story short, I found out that he had been in not one but two long-term relationships when we first met as well as nurturing flings with God knows how many other girls. The fucker gave her chlamydia. Yeah, well, you're a fucking idiot, so you deserve it. Let's talk about Tara, age 26. I'd been chatting to a guy for a few days and all seemed normal until he got his friends to track down my Snapchat and message to ask why I wasn't replying to his mate. It had only been two hours since he sent his most recent text. He went mad accusing me of sleeping with other guys, saying that was why I wasn't replying to him. Uh... One, we've spoken on Tinder for two days. I'm not your wife, so shut the fuck up. And two, it's been two hours. I have a, a life outside of getting with stupid fuckboys. And three, do your bloody work yourself. Um, okay, good story, Tara. Woo. Oh, Tara again, age 26. I drove from Hertfordshire to London for a date as I had work early the next day and met him for dinner and drinks at a restaurant just around the corner from where he lived. The date went fine. It was a decent chat. They got along okay. Very standard first date. But once I got home, it started to get weird. He texted me and explained he was stranded far away from home without any cash and asked me to transfer him some money so he could get a train home. It all seemed a bit fishy as we'd just been on a date right around the corner from him. So I started sleuthing. Closer inspection of his Snapchat maps, uh, he hadn't put it on ghost mode, indicated he was safe and sound at home. I replied and said I couldn't help him, and that he would have to find somebody else, and I ignored his future messages. What a liar. Good second story, Tara. Woo! Oh, Tara again, age 26. Yes, again. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Tara, you suck! A few dates into seeing a guy I'd met on Tinder, I went on holiday with my sister. Every day he would text me, but like angry slash upset texts, he was very paranoid about distance. On the third night, a random number messaged me saying that the guy was in the hospital and I needed to go back to be with him, but I didn't read it till the next day. What he obviously didn't realize was that we had already added each other on Facebook and I could see his post the following morning that he was fine and well and out for lunch with friends. Clinger stage five, she says. Um, yeah, well, you're the one that's still writing stories about it, Tara, so I'd say that you are also a clinger. He lied about his height. He was two inches shorter. Boo-hoo, Tara, go fuck yourself. This thing's name is Tash, age 26. On my first ever Tinder date, I was probably too polite for my own good. Firstly, he lied about his height and was at least two inches shorter than me, but we got on okay, so I thought it was fine. An hour or so in, he took my politeness as undying love and decided to tell me that we should just get into a relationship which I laughed off, then another hour later, he thought we should get married and have children. And a final error on my part was allowing him to walk me home. After two days of non-stop texting and me barely replying, I tried nicely to say that I wasn't interested. He then turned up in my flat saying we should go to the cinema, like he had said in one of his million texts. Uh, showing up is not okay. I didn't leave my flat and pretended like I was at work. Okay, good call, Tash. Again, I told him I wasn't interested, and he said he wouldn't give up that easily on something so strong as our one-date romance. He felt the connection. 
Yeah, no. He followed me on every social media platform and liked pictures and tweets going back a few months. Then he saw I had a picture with a guy friend from university who'd come to stay. He sent me livid messages asking how I could do this to him. How could I just throw away what we had and that he would fight for us? In the end, I had to get said guy friend to call him to say we used to date in university, which wasn't true, and that we'd gotten back together, which also wasn't true. He said he understood, but he would wait for me if he needed to. Uh, he didn't. The likes continued on social media for a while, and then he lost interest and it died down. Then I was in town buying something at a chemistry store. What? Okay, dope chef. When the lady at the till said, Tash, I said yes, and she said, oh my god, hi, I'm blankety blank blank's mom. He's told me all about you. I just nodded, smiled, and ran. Wow, that's kind of freaky that the mom was able to ID her. Yeesh. Let's take a quick break after that one. Thank you, Tash. Hey, isn't it time you refinanced your home? You can't take it with you, so what are you saving money for when you can spend it? There's nothing more American, more successful, more masculine than a big roll of cash to wave around. It says well-endowed. It says sophisticated. It says pragmatic. When you throw a wad of hundreds down, you own everyone in the room, and that's a fact. In this country, cash is king, so borrow some today. There's probably still some liquidity in your home. Are you insane? Get that out of there now spend it on a fancy tablet or mobile phone or something else that will improve your life right away and give you a real chance of success get table service at a nightclub playing 80s hits buy some second-rate expensive headphones advertised by a rapper let the world know all about you we know times are tough but they don't have to be tough for you come on don't be crazy start spending brought to you by the los santos chamber of commerce all right, we're back with Andy, age 27. I was on a date with a guy and we were out in a bar at Shoreditch. Things weren't going too well and he was a bit of an arsehole. But then he reached over the table, grabbed my stomach, saying, I love a guy with a bigger belly. Needless to say, I did not see him again and went home very quickly afterwards. I went to the pub with an Australian guy and ended up going back home with him and staying the night. In the end, I had to go to a brunch ting, so asked to use his shower. I ended up getting locked in the bathroom and had to call to let him out. He didn't hear me, but two of his random housemates ended up forcing open the door to let me out, mortified. Then he ghosted me. Where's the scary part? That sounds like a decent night. He let you use your sh didn't charge you for the shower? Pfft, what a chump. Nikki, age 26. I've had a real bad array of bad dates from socially awkward, unapologetic misogynist, and straight-up racist. Well, Nikki, sounds like you're a terrible fucking judge of character. So this socially awkward guy literally couldn't look me in the eyes when he spoke to me. He would stare at the table. Uh, maybe he was looking down your shirt. He was a strong 8 out of 10, but that was a real turnoff. Unapologetic misogynist seemed to think I would be flattered by wifey-in-the-kitchen-style chat for our future as well as being extremely graphic in his previous sexual encounters describing women he was dating as fresh meat who he would, and I quote, fucking chuck. Sounds like a disgusting marinade. I couldn't get a word in edgewise to explain how insulting it was and was internally screaming, oh my god, you can't actually think this about women, and oh my god, pick your audience, mate. 
According to him, I was lucky to be on a date with him. After seven minutes, I paid for my own drink and ran. Uh, something to be said for confidence, though. Not necessarily all the misogynist shit, but confidence. Obviously, it's worked before, or he wouldn't be doing it. Racist dude didn't reveal his true colors. <laughs> oh, Jesus, this is not good. Racist dude didn't reveal his true colors until the fourth date. We went for dinner and drinks, and as we sat down, he was extremely offensive to our black waiter, uh, essentially calling him something that I'm not going to repeat, and then started to talk about everything that's wrong with black people. Yikes. I was stunned and speechless. I was horrified, so after a few minutes, I made my excuses, got a taxi, and left. I would hope that you didn't pay on that one. Obviously, none of these dates progressed any further, obviously. Eesh. All right, let's talk about Anna, age 26. I was training for the London Marathon for a cancer charity at the time of our date and mentioned why, and it was because my dad had cancer. The guy basically interrogated me about what kind of cancer my dad had, before moving on to discussing his existential crisis for three to four hours, treating me like a therapist. He's talking to you about his feelings, you crybaby witch. For fuck's sake. When I finally managed to call it a night, he ran into people he knew on the way to the station with me. I didn't know this area of London. My phone had died, so I had to wait for him to finish his massive conversation with them, and as a result, I missed the last tube. What is a tube? A uh, train, maybe? Um... Okay, so we talked to you about his feelings, and then you saw that he had friends? You're a fucking asshole. Tilly, age 28. I'm still a little traumatized, and traumatized is butchered in spelling, so this will be very good, I'm certain of it, uh, over this. And I actually left Tinder because it all got too much. It what got too much? So this dude super liked me, and we ended up going on a few dates. It went well, we worked in similar fields, loved the same music and shows. However, when it came to having sex the first time, he kept losing his boner. Well, I'm nervous. He explained to me he was nervous because he was constantly used to having drunken one-night stands and not getting to know somebody. Okay. So I put it down to first-time nerves. Second time, we were staying over, we went to his place, I thought... He might be more comfortable there. We're in bed getting into it and basically gets through... He basically gets through four condoms and for some reason is unable to get them on. Either he's having dick problems or he didn't want to use a condom. In the end, I grab my iPhone, whack the torch on, open the wrapper, pass it to him saying, don't give me shit that you unrolled it wrong because I've just unrolled it for you. Why would you unroll it before you put it on, you fucking dipshits? He still couldn't get it on, so we just went to sleep with a pile of condoms on the floor. By now, I'm ready to sack it off, but he spends all week trying to convince me otherwise, so I eventually relent and we meet up. After giving it loads about liking me, he then dumps me. What? Obviously, I cry because I'm two glasses of wine in, and he's there claiming he's not attracted to me, which is why he can't have sex with me. Meanwhile, he sat there with an erection. <laughs> what the fuck? He was also a white northern ginger lad who said the N-word a lot. Yikes. Um, what? Oof. Okay, Ellen, 25. I was swiping through a parade of boring dudes when I spotted him. The not-that-famous actor I'd had a crush on in my teens. I obviously swiped right, but then shockingly, SO DID HE WE MATCHED! All caps. I played it cool. I doubt that, Ellen. I 
played it cool and pretended I had no idea he starred in a teen drama on Channel 4 that nobody watched and thought I did it quite well. I was super chill. No, you weren't. I was distant. No, you weren't. I made funny jokes about his funny Instagram handle, which involved fish fingers. No, I doubt they were funny. But then he asked for my Instagram handle. I refused initially because I get weird sharing my last name with people on Tinder in case they start spamming all my social media handles. Yeah, I'm sure that everyone's dying to fuck with you, Ellen. I was just about to say, fuck it, when he unmatched and blocked me. T-L-D-R, whatever that means. I could have ended up with an actual teenage crush, but fucked it up because of very dumb reason of personal privacy. Uh, okay. What? That's the end of your fucking terror story? Fuck you, Ellen, you goddamn time-wasting bitch. <sighs> All right, this is the only straight male that submitted to this, and it's from Tom, age 30. I used to have my Facebook name as Willie because I was only on it for Tinder and didn't actually have an account that I used, so I didn't want anybody finding it. I went on a date with this girl... And it was fairly awkward, but we had a little kiss at the end of the night. She offered to cook for me at her house the very next night, which I thought was weird. But I did it because she was basically saying Netflix and chill, etc. So I thought. Turns out she wasn't saying that at all. I got to her flat, one that she'd just moved into with a bunch of random fucks. And she introduced me as William, which I then had to awkwardly correct in front of a kitchen full of her new housemates. To make things worse, I wasn't being cooked for at all, but we were going to a pub around the corner to eat Thai curry on a double date with her new housemates, who she doesn't even know. And her housemate's date, who was some random dude she met at McDonald's at 3 a.m., pissed off her face. I think that means drunk off his ass. If you can imagine not just one awkward Tinder date where two people don't know each other, but two awkward Tinder dates going on side by side where all four people don't know each other, you'll realize that, needless to say, the whole evening was a total car crash. Be safe out there, kids. <sighs> what? All right. Uh, let's take a brief break so I can get my bearings after those shit stories. Remember when someone at the bank knew your name? When they were part of the community? We're Blaine County Savings Bank. We're not like big city banks. First off, we don't lend money to foreigners. We're about a simpler time. If we get into trouble, we're sure folks will rally around us, just like in the movies. If you need a loan to buy a new tractor, combine, meth lab, or want to borrow money against future crop yields or your land, come in and ask for Janice. Blaine County Savings Bank, your hometown bank. There we go. All right. 14 Tinder horror stories that will make you throw your phone at the wall. I hope so. The header says, nope, 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 nope. Okay. We recently asked members of the community to share the absolute worst things they'd experienced on Tinder. Here are some of their real-life horror stories. All right, well, this is in America, so these might actually be bad. I went on three dates with a guy I met on Tinder before we decided... Wait, before we decided to go away for the weekend... He seemed nice enough, great job, well-dressed, educated, seeming, until we were on our way up to the vacation destination, and he starts crying and explaining he had been in prison for the last 11 years and then asked if I wanted to meet his parents on the way there. Uh, we still dated for two months. I'm not proud of this. <laughs> you fucking idiot. One time I was matched with this army guy. One week of messaging, and he told me 
about all the wet dreams he'd had about me and that he loved me. Um, yeah, military guys are looking to get married. You should know that. I went on a date with a guy from Tinder, and as we were eating, he told me about his visit to the doctor that day. I listened sympathetically as he told me how he regularly produced massive shits due to him being a vegetarian, making tears, or making tears in his, and I quote, tiny anus, which he had to put butthole cream on. Needless to say, I didn't go on a date with him again. Did you eat the booty like groceries, though? That's the real question. I'm Indian, and there's this South Indian dish called masala dosa, which is, I just said that with a Mexican accent, which is basically a flat pancake of rice batter with filling inside of it. The dosa is rolled up after masala is placed inside. And this British guy I matched with and said, this is my last night in India. I want to put my masala in your dosa. That's pretty fucking slick. Culture. Not everyone has it. I went on a date with a guy from Tinder, and I quickly realized he wasn't my type, but decided to just go with it for a while. Half an hour into the date, he asked me if I wanted to do tequila shots. I left early. A week later, he sent flowers to my work with a cheesy poem confessing his love to me. I worked in a coffee shop in the middle of a busy shopping center. I never even took them home. I was that embarrassed. I never spoke to him again. Uh, okay. Scary. Ooh. One guy asked me if I wanted a threesome without so much as a high. Um, it's tender, you fucking mouth breather. And he already had another chick lined up who was Scottish, blonde, 18 years old, allegedly with double D breasts. Yes, yeah, sure she was. She's fucking 28, 370 pounds, C cups. Mm -hmm. Another one told me he was on Tinder for some deep dicking. It's tender. Fuck's sake, it's a free hookup site. Do you expect to find your boyfriend there? Ugh. I'm slightly on the large side, and I don't try to hide it. So I was talking to a nice guy on Tinder, and we hit it off straight away. We met up at a bar. He saw me, and the first two words he said were, Oh, I didn't know you were fat. Ooh, that's fucked up. So I turned around and walked out. Good for you. I like that you left. That's self-esteem. Self-respect. Commendable. Good for leaving. Went on a date with the guy. He seemed nice enough. Met a few days later at my place to have a TV marathon. Yeah, I know what that means. You can't afford to keep your TV on. You just had sex. Oh, yep, we had sexy time. It had been quite a few months since I had had the sexy time. Maybe because you refer to it as the sexy time. He started humping my foot while going down on me. I had to tell him to stop. He kept humping my foot and pretended he wasn't. So I ended up flipping him over. You flipped him over? and jumping on top until I was done. I made him jack himself off to finish. You're an asshole. He kept trying to meet up again, even after I said I wasn't interested. He finally got it when he messaged me asking what he did wrong, and my reply was, you humped my feet. He was big enough to hump both your feet, and you turned him away? You're a dumbass. Uh, what the fuck? Fuck you. En route to the worst date ever, this guy texted me from the burrito shack where we were meeting <laughs> to tell me he'd already ordered me the salad. I repeat, the salad. At a burrito place. Also, was this the past? Was I now incapable of placing my fuck off? Anyway, after arriving with my salad ready beside his plate of tacos, he spent the next half an hour telling me about his model ex-girlfriend and how passionate their breakup sex, break sex had been last weekend. 
He's being honest. The final straw was even after telling him I wasn't a big fan of smoking, he literally asked a stranger for cigarettes and chain-smoked them beside me. Charismatic guy. I started talking to this really sweet guy for about two weeks and things were going well, and then I started getting calls from this girl who he claimed was his crazy roommate that was in love with him and kept trying to get him fired from jobs. Turns out she wasn't the only one lying. She was actually his live-in girlfriend and they'd moved here together from a different state. Apparently, he wasn't a citizen and was trying to obtain papers. Thanks, Tinder. No, thanks to you because you don't properly vet your fucking Tinder matches. On our fourth date, we went back to his place to watch football. Ugh. We were on the couch and cuddling. He had his arm around me. He must have been disappointed that I was actually watching football because I looked over my shoulder and he was on Tinder, literally behind my back, looking for his next date. Then asked me when I wanted to see him again. What did you expect? Oh, you guys are fucking idiots. My wife's friend showed me a guy she was chatting to who randomly sent her a picture of his cack with a measuring tape next to it. Um, yeah, what of it? I mean, unless it was, like, two inches of fury. Um, okay, well, boo-hoo. Opening line from this guy was, Wanna fuck sugar tits? <laughs> My worst is just getting stood up. I'd send her a message before I left to let her know I was running a few minutes late. Got to the bar, pulled out my phone to see that she'd unmatched me. After reading other people's experiences, it doesn't sound so bad, and the bar had an excellent beer selection. So that's a dude's bad experience. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, hmm. All right. This one says it's a lengthy post. So we're going to get back to it after a fake-ass ad to break up these stupid assholes' fucking dating life stories. You want to own a successful franchise. You want to make money. Well, what do you invest in? Fast food? Frozen yogurt? They're fads. They'll soon go out of fashion. What's the one growth business in America? Isn't it time you got into the one industry that we're giving the Chinese a real run for their money? Correctional institutions. At PIC, we'll help you get set up with your own franchise. Running your own prison is easy. It's the one business where you really do have a captive audience. Just lock them up, throw away the key, and watch the profits roll in. You can guarantee a steady stream of new inmates. We give generously to local and national politicians to ensure stiff penalties for all manner of crimes rather than rehabilitation. Help clean up the streets and make a tidy profit. We'll have America back the way we want it to be. White, paranoid, and happy to burn anyone that looks different. Contact PIC today and get your introductory kit on investing in your own prison franchise. The Prison Industrial Complex, a real American success story that they can't outsource. Outsource it. Alright, this is the lengthy post, but I promise you it's worth the read. It fucking better be Lindsay Weezer. I met up with a guy for dinner and drinks after talking a few days on Tinder, which probably was my first mistake. Yes, yes it was. Your whole life is probably filled with first mistakes, Lindsay Weezer. During the meal... I was asking small talk questions to get to know him better, as if meeting someone for the first time isn't awkward enough. But he proceeded to tell me he didn't like small talk. I wanted to talk about something else, but yet wouldn't bring up something to talk about, so we'd sit in silence for minutes at a time. 
Eventually it came time for the bill and he asked if I wanted to split it, which I wasn't expecting to but ended up being fine with it. I was more understanding about it because I found out he was still in school for his double masters in sociology and LGBT studies. Okay, and he didn't really have a steady source of income. Oh, come on, buddy, you didn't have student loan allocated for this? I didn't have any cash on me, so I had to use my card. He was going to give me cash for his portion, but he only had $23 on him, which didn't even cover half the bill. He said he would stop somewhere after dinner to take out money for me. He did. Okay. After he took care of that, he walked me to my car, carried my to-go box for me, and wanted to do something else to continue the night, and at first I didn't want to. But then I decided to give him a chance, and he and I agreed. So he suggested going for a walk. But where we went to dinner is located next to a movie theater, and the only thing around us is a very large parking lot. I couldn't help but blurt out, where the fuck are we going to walk to? He kind of laughed and then mentioned his place was only 10 minutes away and suggested that we go there. But before I could answer, he said he'd already have the money that he owed me there. And I really didn't want to go to his place, but I agreed because I wanted my goddamn money. You're an idiot. I followed him in my car so that I could leave whenever I wanted slash needed to. And as we turn into his development, I noticed the houses are pretty big and surprisingly nice. I parked in front of his house and told him he has a really nice place, to which he replied, It's not mine. We walk inside, and he introduces me to his parents as his date for the night. I was terrified. We then go down to the basement to hang out in his absolute pigsty. Leftover pizza boxes and Chinese food containers were everywhere, along with a plethora of video games. We ended up playing Mario Kart, which I haven't played in a very long time, so I did enjoy that. After that, though, he decided to show me these YouTube videos where these guys annotate themselves by playing these horribly designed video games, but he's cracking up thinking they're the funniest things he's ever watched, whereas I'm not even smirking and don't even have enough energy to spurt out a pity laugh. He showed me a couple more videos because I'm too nice of a person to say that I didn't think they're fucking funny, but you would think he could have already realized that since I didn't laugh once. Nope, probably not. During the middle of the last one, he said that we could stop it at any time because it was getting pretty late and the video was pretty long, so I agreed. Stop. He walked me to my car, gave me a hug, leans in for a kiss, but I completely did the Heisman on that bitch, and right before I got to my car, he said he wanted to tell me something before I left. He proceeded to tell me that part of the reasoning for him earning a double master's degree in sociology and LGBT studies is because he likes to dress up as a woman sometimes. Oh, all right, man, good for you. At that point, I said, all right, gotta go, got in my car and left immediately. A couple days later, he texted me and told me that he had a great time and hoped that I did too, but that it was not likely, or that it, what? That it was likely he wouldn't want to go out again, so I shouldn't be preoccupied with him. I responded with, don't worry, no preoccupation here. Um, why did I read that lengthy post? Do these people think these stories are interesting? What the fuck? What is that? You suck balls, man. Fuck God. <sighs>
Why tithe 10% of your income to invisible people? It's just not logical. If you elect me, Jock Cranley, as your governor, I'll make sure your money doesn't go to things like water or health care for people that don't deserve it. During my time at the top of the box office, I sunk as low as a man can sink. Drugs, multiple women, real sense of entitlement. So I know how to manipulate our economy. I was a real action hero, and using those skills, I can tackle any municipal budget. Listen, I've base-jumped off skyscrapers. Trust me, I understand the intricacies of city planning. My opponent, Sue Murray, is a know-it-all shrew who actually thinks helping people is the best way to help people. Vote for me, Jock Cranley, and help yourselves. This message paid for by Jock Cranley for Governor. All right, swiggity-swooty. Let's talk about 16 real-life horror stories of Tinder dates gone way wrong. When most people sign up for an online dating account, they're looking for somebody to fall in love with. Not true, Casey Kavanaugh, you fucking starry-eyed idealist, but it seems like an increasing number of users these days aren't finding love so much as experiencing horrifying encounters with rude strangers, yet no shit, hence online dating. Horror stories of online dating are showing up all over the internet, with people speaking out about their experiences more than ever before, yet they're not that scary, Casey Kavanaugh. Tinder, now one of the most popular online dating websites, is not exempt from these terrifying tales. From simple tales of, tales of strangers losing their temper in a message, a lot of that, to situations so out of control they warrant calling the police. Tinder users have plenty to say about what and or about why they should have swiped left. All right, this one is titled Englishman in a Turkish Coup. All right, not an ugly guy. Uh, in July 2016, Englishman Phil Stephenson found himself in Turkey. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> In Turkey during the country's failed coup thanks to a Tinder date. <laughs> Yikes. A woman in a woman Stevenson matched with on Tinder asked him if he would travel to Turkey with her after her family dropped out of the trip at the last minute. Free trip to a demilitarized shithole. Sure, why not? Unfortunately for them, though, they landed in the country just as that military coup was getting started. And to make matters worse, the two had very different ideas of how the trip should go. Stevenson was looking for casual fun with his date. Nicole Graham reportedly wanted something a little more serious. Are you allowed to have casual fun in Turkey? I don't think so. As soon as we got on the plane, she wanted to hold hands, he said. Uh, dude, she got you a trip to Turkey. She was a nice girl, don't get me wrong. Unfortunately, it was a Tinder date that went wrong? You, sir, are a mouth-breathing moron. Speaking to the Northern Echo, Graham had her own commentary about the date. It was the worst time of my life, and he nicked my... He stole her toothpaste. Really? You guys are fucking idiots. All right, this next one's called A Nationwide Search for a Celebrity's Daughter. If you're going to hang out with sketchy dudes you meet on Tinder, call your mom and let her know where you are, especially if your mom is a famous comedian who can and will use the power of social media to track you down. Some of you have heard of Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, I wouldn't call her a comedian, but I would say that she's uh, well-known. Chelsea O'Donnell, the 17-year-old daughter of Rosie O'Donnell, went missing for nearly a week in the summer of 2015. After reporting the incident to the police, Rosie turned to social media for help. She posted a message on Twitter and or on Twitter, Twitter, Jesus Christ, on Twitter and Instagram, asking the public for any information they could provide. By Wednesday, wait a minute, wow, that was fast. 
On By Wednesday, police had located Chelsea. Turns out she'd been hiding out with a 25-year-old named Steve Shearer. Chelsea met Shearer on Tinder and was apparently with him of her own accord. According to O'Donnell and Twitter, Shearer had previously been arrested for drug-related offenses. The case was later dropped. Um, takes two to tango, Rosie. If she was there on her own volition and he didn't know, which I'm imagining she lied about her age. Um, that's what I have to say. Let's see, this one is called, I'm telling your mom. Most women are used to getting creepy messages on Tinder and many ignore them. But when California's Lori Zalabak received an extremely aggressive, vulgar and insulting response from a guy, she did more than just ignore him. She took her reaction to the one person the guy probably didn't want her to, his mother. E2 Mama Tambien. She contacted his mother to let him know the kind of things her son was saying to people on Tinder. Yeah, well, you know what I say. Snitches are a dying breed. Bitch. What an asshole. Kissing cousins is what this one's called. Oh, no. I was on Tinder this weekend at my family's 4th of July party, and I got my only female cousin on my screen. I clicked yes as a joke. It was a match. We never talked about it. Uh... Good story, my wang. Oh, very funny. Ha! Okay, well, troll master, I see. This one's called the finance guy. It can be hard to take a blow to your ego, but for some guys, especially those who work in finance and have made $32,000 since June, it can be damn near unbearable. After this woman refused to answer his aggressive string of text messages, mostly were just insulting her, finance guy went off. He told her that not only is she a six, but also that sex in the city has fucked up the minds of so many chicks in our generation. What, dude? This one is called Time to Delete Facebook. It was horrible. I installed the app for fun and just to fuck around with when I'm bored and I ended up matching with a girl and talked to her for two weeks and exchanged numbers and Facebook info. She was pretty. She seemed cool enough, and we shared common interests. Eventually, she said we should hang out, and I said, okay. We met up at a mall and just walked around and bullshitted for hours, and I left. And after I left, I knew I wasn't going to pursue it. Over text, she seemed cool enough, but in person, she was just, I don't know, off. Can't really explain it. Anyway, within two minutes of me getting back in the car, she texted me wanting to know my real opinion of her now. Kind of weird, but whatever. She seems weird, so I just replied saying, yeah, you're cool, whatever. That was a big mistake. Over the course of the next two hours, I received 80 text messages, 10 calls, a couple voicemails, and her crying, and saying that I need to move in with her and her dad. I needed to take care of her. I was blunt with her and saying, no, and this can't go on anymore. Stop contacting me. But nothing changed, so I had to delete my Facebook profile, block her number, and I deleted Tinder after that. Now that is scary. So this one's called the Froyo Experiment. Out of curiosity, three Brigham Young University students decided to set up an experiment on Tinder to see how many men would be willing to go to a Froyo shop to meet up with a Tinder match that was good-looking but provided no info about themselves. Using fake pictures, they accumulated about 250 matches, all inviting them to the same shop at the same date and time. Over 70 males between the ages of 19 and 30 showed up. 
At least Yogurtland got some good business that day. You guys are assholes. This one's called You Can Have Her for the Rest of the Night. Uh-oh. When this one guy decided to meet up with a Tinder match, he thought he was going to a Super Bowl party at her house. Eventually, he realized she's dragging him to a work party. One that had a lot of her exes? How many people at work does she fucking date? As if that weren't weird enough, she disappeared for a long time, and when she finally came back, they got ready to leave. And before they could go, one of the guys yelled, Wait, she's already fucked Tim, Bill, and Mark. I figured me and Mike could get a go, and you can have her the rest of the night. That sounds like a bad joke. This one's called The Naked Truth. While most Tinder horror stories are about people with terrible social skills, some of the bad experiences do involve a creative twist. Artist Anna Gensler was sick of receiving objectifying messages from guys on Tinder, so she decided to take matters into her own hands. Hi, how? By drawing the men naked and sending them portraits. What the fuck is wrong with you? I just started doodling how I would imagine them naked, except sad naked. I was... It was the most immature thing that I could think of because their pickup lines were some of the most juvenile basic shit that I've ever seen, but still oddly offensive. Uh, yeah, I bet you got a ton of ass. Jerk. One woman was excited about her latest Tinder date, first mistake, until she arrived at the coffee shop and found him filling out unemployment forms on his computer. No big deal, she said, knowing how stressful losing a job can be, but he continued working on it for nearly a full hour of her lunch break, ignoring her. After he told her about his idea to start a business selling knockoff watches, she knew, hey, hey man, she knew it wasn't meant to be. Fucking Folexes can be potentially lucrative if you're not lying to people about it. What a fucking close-minded jerk. Enjoy lighting up a bowl of black tar heroin at work, but with today's climate, you can't smoke anywhere. That's why I got the Electrotope electronic pipe. You hear that? It sounds like I'm freebasing smoking a pipe, but it's electronic. Looks like a bass pipe, feels like one, tastes like one, and most of all, it feels real. That's because the real chemicals you enjoy are being delivered by harmless water vapor. It uses highly sophisticated micro-automization technology to make the consuming of hard drugs healthy, discreet, and pleasurable. And it's completely safe. Pick from many different cartridges and flavors. Peanut butter-flavored meth, cheesecake cocaine, bubblegum-flavored heroin, just to name a few. Finally, there's a safe and discreet way of blazing a bowl. Visit electrotokesystem.com today. God. All right, this one's called Future Father-in-Law. A few years ago, I was dating this girl and her father really hated me, which was a bit odd as most parents usually love me or at least lie about it really well. He was a huge prick and I always called him on his shit. Anyway, her parents got divorced, we broke up a few months later, so on and so forth. Fast forward to around a year later, me and a different girl from Tinder were dating for a few months and things were starting to get serious. We we're at the point that she wants me to meet her family. Mother, stepfather, little sister, sure, why not? I have no problem meeting them, and she told me how excited her stepdad was to meet me. As it turns out, we both happen to be Kansas City Chief fans, but fuck me. It was the same fucking jerk father of my ex-girlfriend, now that is fucking awful. The real JT? Fuck. Hats off to you, man. Your life sucks. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, this one's called All Tied Up. 
I messaged this Indian girl late one night and ended up going to her place at around 6 a.m. She lived on the first floor of some dorm in a college across town. We got down to business immediately and slept after. She seemed pretty cool. I woke up naked with a tight elastic band around my ankles, basically tied up to my ankles. Uh, she'd hidden my clothes and she insisted on spending the day together. But to make sure I didn't run away, she didn't tell me where my clothes were. So we're sitting around. I'm still naked after three hours. She's fully clothed and asking me all about myself. And to make things even stranger, she wrote down each of the answers to her question. I waited until she left to use the bathroom. Then I searched the entire dorm for my shit. I found them in the refrigerator in the veggie drawer. I got dressed goddamn quickly and jumped out the window. All right. Terrifying. See, women do way scarier shit on these websites than men. Not all Tinder matches are made in heaven, but for one guy, it resulted in meeting with a stripper who had half a shaved head and facial tattoos, a boyfriend, and was pregnant. Well, fuck, man. Like, some of that might be somebody's thing, or maybe all of it. I don't know. Ugh. This one's called Don't Give Your Date the Keys. If you have to have that explained to you, you don't deserve to have keys to a car. My buddy isn't the smartest man. He picked a chick up and drove to a motel. They were walking into the room and she says, Oh shit, I forgot my purse in the car. Do you mind if I go grab it? He says, Yeah, that's fine, and tosses her the keys. Five minutes later, he walked outside wondering where she is and where the car went. What a fucking idiot, you dipshit asshole. This one's called Double Trouble. Oh, no. I'm an identical twin. Oh, no. My brother was visiting me at school and invited a girl I met on Tinder over. He doesn't use Tinder, but obviously didn't want to be alone for the night, so I used the app to get him a girl, too. She thought he was me the entire time and all the way up until she left the next morning. Right before she left, she asked my brother a question about my rugby team that he couldn't answer. I got some pretty fucking angry messages after. Oh, God. I feel like that's got to be illegal. This one's called The Birthday Party. A buddy of mine hit it off with his girl, and a few days after that, she invited him over to a house party. Sure, he says, what could go wrong? He shows up and is instructed and is introduced to a few of her friends, who are all guys. As the night carries on, more and more of the guys show up, and very few girls are actually at the party. And after they start talking about how they know this girl, they find out she invited them all from Tinder. Every guy was there to hook up, but was not there to hook up, but to populate this bitch's birthday party. Well, that sucks. Um, hmm. Bummer. Uh, huh. <laughs> wow, you guys are fucking morons. All right. Tinder... Horror Stories, Part 3. Let's see. Went on a date with a girl who had already told her whole family about me before we even met. And she wanted me to meet them in person on the first date. Nope. That's a horror story? Rotten seeds lead to rotten plants. Is what this one is called. This was back when Tinder first came out and wasn't quite as known as a hookup app. We met and had a great first date. Second date was better yet. Things kept going for about two months when she told me she went out with me originally in an attempt for a dinner with schmucks thing where her and all her friends would bring the worst Tinder date that they possibly could. 
but we both really liked each other a lot, but I couldn't get over how we started. Um, you guys are both children. My roommate loves it. Loves what? And she's brought back numerous visitors, which is fine, except for the fact that the apartment is tiny and we share a room. And also the fact that my roommate doesn't really care what I end up seeing. And as it turns out, most guys don't care about having another girl in the room either. Uh, some take it as an opportunity for a potential threesome. My roommate is a Tinder nightmare. What? What? Uh, this happened a couple years ago. Just recently moved into Perth, Australia from the UK. New friend pointed me towards tenders for meeting bitches. Started speaking to this bitch. Alright, dude, I get it. Short, white, redhead who was a geek like me. Hitting off really well. After about two weeks of talking, she was comfortable enough with me that she wanted to meet. We arranged to meet in a bar in Perth City. I arrive first, find a table, and text her to see if she'd like a drink. Purchase the drinks and wait. She's running late. Of course she is. Fifteen minutes later, a middle-aged Asian lady sits down at the table and introduces herself as the girl I've been talking to. Puzzled by this turn of events, I show her the picture of the girl I thought I was talking to. She looks at the picture, then at me, and goes, yes, that's me, and starts talking about how nice it is to finally meet. Being British, I didn't like to make a fuss, so I nod and smile. I talk awkwardly for a couple minutes while trying to find the ringtone. Trying to find the ringtone select on my phone. I press it, pretend to get a call from a friend in need of some help, say my apologies, and run to the train. Later that night, it may have been a joke or a test. Uh, but we never spoke again. This one's called The Green Light of Doom. I was recently on holiday and decided I would jump on Tinder to suss out the local talent. I matched with this guy who seemed pretty attractive. We talked for a few days, discussed catching up for a few drinks, and never happened. Towards the end of my trip, I chatted with him briefly, and he explained he was going away the following day, but that I was more than welcome to come over to his apartment. <sighs> You're a fucking idiot. Despite having apprehensions about going to a complete stranger's apartment in a foreign country, I decided to do it anyway, because I'm a fucking idiot. Nevertheless, everything seemed smooth when I arrived at his house. He was charming, good-looking, and talkative. We got talking, and one thing led to another, and before I knew it, we were making out on his lounge. Things escalated rather quickly, and they got hot and heavy. I decided that this was okay, as I was on holiday, and I'd never have to see this idiot again. Whilst things were in the heat of the moment, I looked at his laptop, which was three meters away from where the activity was taking place, and realized the green light for video recording was on. Ha! Ha! To say the least, things came to a sudden end and the police were nearly involved. Why? Because you're fucking stupid? I decided to take a sabbatical from Tinder in the meantime. You're a dipshit fucking idiot. Fuck you. The future is now. The future is in the cloud. Cloud computing. What's cloud computing? Imagine a computer you share with everyone. Imagine your private data spread around the world, being shared equally with everyone. It's the cloud. I'm in the cloud. It's utopia. Nothing can possibly go wrong. Imagine instead of your own computer, it's a giant one we all share together. Your data is safe. It's in the cloud. Everyone's in the cloud. Live life surrounded by the mists of time with Cumulonimbus Computing. The cloud is hard to describe. You can't see when you're in it. And when you get close, it disappears. Where'd the cloud go? Now, 
Now, when your data is damaged, you don't need to fire the IT department. You can fire the Internet. You're fired, Internet. We've taken the metaphor to extremes because when you're in the cloud, lightning won't strike. It's Cumulonimbus Computing. I'm really in the clouds. You're in the clouds now. It's not to be rude, but how fucking stupid are these people? So I exchanged the hilarious text with a Tinder match for a few weeks before we get a chance to get together. We made it a poob. And after a few minutes, the waitress walks up and greets the guy. They exchange pleasantries, and she turns to me with a look of horror on her face and says, You're not Jane! And turns back to him to ask, Where's Jane? What's going on? To which he replies, We're not together anymore. And the waitress proceeds to launch into a long series of, oh my god, that's so sad, you guys are so cute together, I really thought you guys were happy, what happened, so on and so forth. Yikes. He lets her carry on indefinitely, and when she's finished, he introduces me as his sister. I think that was supposed to be a joke, but I felt like it could have been a sort of cover-up, but I'm not sure. So she finally takes out our order and leaves us to chat. Sadly, there were no more jokes being cracked, and the conversation was really heavy, and he thinks the world is past the point of repair and we should all just etch and sketch, shake it clean, and dip. What? On my way home, I thought I should at least give him one more date because I'm trying to be a bit more mature about these things and people get nervous on first dates, so whatever. He texts me that night and the next morning to tell me he had a great time. Then suddenly it's radio silence and I don't hear from him for a few days. And then he's back cracking jokes and gone again. Finally get a text saying, didn't feel a connection, you're a bright soul, wish you my best. So... Relieved that I didn't follow through on my mature thought to give him another chance. My spidey senses say he's back together with Jane. And that I was used as some kind of jealousy-making bait. Yeah, well, it's better than being used as a fuck doll by some serial killer. Postmortem. Gone Girl, this one's called. My buddy isn't the smartest man. Here we go. He picked up a chick and drove to a motel. Um, okay, we read this one already, you fucking asshole. Okay, a date with the police. I went on a Tinder date with a guy who took me to his favorite smoke spot by a lake, so we smoked a bull, hanging out, I'm a little sketched out, but he promises me that he smokes here all the time and never sees any cops. Sure enough, a few minutes later, a cop car comes driving by, the officer smelled weed, and long story short, we were both arrested. I never spoke to this fucking idiot again. You're a fucking idiot for doing it, you stupid asshole. The guy was probably a fucking narc. Fuck you. This one's called When the Science is Off. I went on a date with a guy, and the entire time he was talking about how men are superior and how there have been scientific studies to show that women have an emotional reaction to the color red when they see it. I wonder why he was single. I Well, I fucking don't. He's preaching eugenics, you dumb asshole. This one's called Video Response. Had a great first date. She was fun and easy to talk to. She said she had a really great time and wanted to see me again. A few days later, she sends me a Snapchat video of her making out with another guy while flipping her middle finger to the camera. No idea why. No explanation. Um, hmm, yeah. Bitches be tripping, is what I say. I don't ever say that, but I just did, so suck it. Uh, okay, this one's called When the Problem Isn't the Person. I dated someone I met on Tinder for a month. Mistake number one. Seemed good on paper, master student, yoga teacher, cultured, so on and so forth. I found out that she was actually a heroin addict, and I didn't consider that a big problem. 
I actually had to explain to her the definition of a high-functioning drug addict because she felt that having a job and going to school meant the heroin thing wasn't a problem. Um, yeah. We broke up and she said... We broke up and she went back to her junkie dealer ex-boyfriend. Bullet dodged. Uh-huh, yeah, bullet dodged, man. Sure, totally good job. This one's called, at least they were honest. Or this category, I suppose. Dinner date in Fort McMurray. She told me that knives are sexy, which I was kind of okay with. Well, they are. Noped out. Noped out? How fucking old are you? When she got blackout drunk over dinner and told me to murder her and bury her in the forest. Edit. We dated for two years, but then I noped out. Fuck with the noped out shit, you fucking pussy kid. Oh, that drives me nuts. It's like nails on a chalkboard to me. Noped. Go fuck yourself. I was reading a book that was going to be today's episode that was by this guy that took himself way too fucking seriously. Six or seven horror stories. Uh, it said, as a disclaimer, thou shalt not use these with, without the author's permission. Uh, but even then, author's probably not going to give permission. A very lengthy, shit-talking, fucking asshole of an intro. And then... I was reading the fucking stories and he used the wrong form of the word past. Like instead of in the past or we passed by them, he also kept redundantly using the word till, not until, till, T-I-L, as, as if it were a word without any of the, uh, you know, like a colloquialism or slang you can put apostrophes or strange punctuation that you barely use to make it seem like it's a uh, slang or putting quotation marks or something. I don't fucking know how you do it. I'm not an author, but you're, it's not a word and you don't write it as one. And he also used the strangest choices of descriptive adjectives I've ever seen. Like the story was about a scary doll and he described the doll's face as invigorating or no, excuse me, alluring to say the least alluring what I'm sorry that's the end of that tangent but fuck you and you fucking poorly read shitheads this one's called mixing business and pleasure mine is a little late but not too scandalous but I had a guy facilitate a drug deal on a tinder date nice every day I'm hustling every day I'm hustling every day I'm hustling every day I'm hustling god damn that is fucking glorious. My God. All right, so uh, let's see. What, what happened there? We were at a bar. He excused himself to go outside for a cigarette, or so I thought. He was gone for a while, so I went out there, and he was chatting with some random dude about fucking drugs. Uh, it went on for about two hours before actual contact info and drugs were exchanged. Really awkward. And she described it as a nightmare, but that doesn't sound that nightmarish. That just sounds like a good drug deal. Not that I would know. An unnecessary deep dive, this one is called. There was this guy. He was a solid 10 in his pictures. He messaged me, asked me if I wanted to meet up for coffee, so I say yes. He messages me, tells me that I have to pick him up. Abort. 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 Okay, whatever, I'll do it. You're a fucking desperate cow. I pick him up and we decided to go eat instead. He's super funny and cute, so we hang out some more after dinner. And he pulls out his phone and proceeds to tell me that he has a son and his baby mama took off to Washington, but has no idea 
what part or anything, uh, and he hasn't seen him in months. He then takes out his phone and tells me to go through a folder on his phone of pictures of his son, like 300 pictures of him. He sat there and made me look through every single one and would tell me the backstory, basically every single video and folder, photo in that folder. I felt so bad, but man, I was happy when he left. The whole date just got weird after that, but he did some more stuff, but those are good stories for another time, lol. What? What's wrong with being proud of your kid, you fucking asshole? Fuck, man. This one is called Don't Let Anything Linger. I am a girl. Good for you. So I was always afraid to meet with people on Tinder because I was worried of my safety. Okay. Well done. Strong start. But I finally have the guts to meet a guy who I've been talking to. Let's just call him Tyler. So before I met Tyler, we talked on the phone and FaceTime, so I knew he wasn't some axe murderer because an axe murderer doesn't know how to use FaceTime, you fucking idiot. I met him right before Christmas break, so he came to my campus and we got a bite to eat. When he came, everything was good. I gave him a tour of my sorority house. Then we went to a place on campus to eat. After that, we went back to the house, watched Band of Brothers. Oh, man. Good choice in the living room. We ended up cuddling and watching the TV series. The whole 10-hour thing? As we watched Band of Brothers, this weird smell popped up. And in my head, I was like, what's that stink? Maybe he smokes. So I shook it off and tried not to let the smell bother me. And then it got worse, and I realized it was him. I was like, how in the world are you going to meet a girl and not shower right before? Uh, right before he left, we did share a kiss, and it was kind of awkward because he picked me up and put my back against the front door of the house. In my head, I was like, dude, we don't have to make out. We don't have to make out on the front porch. What the fuck? <sighs> Pulled away. We said our goodbyes. He said he wanted to see me again. I said, okay. Then he left. Uh-huh. After that, I kind of stopped talking to him because I was turned off that he didn't smell good and had poor hygiene. After he left, I showered for the longest time, even made sure I showered and smelled good before we met up. So if you decide to meet up with somebody, make sure you shower and take care of yourself. No one wants to cuddle with somebody who smells like a ball sack. <sighs> Jesus Christ. You're a fucking asshole. Why would you consider his, him stinking a horror story? You guys need to be reminded of what true terror truly is. I invited a guy to my favorite place, the zoo. Yes, I love hanging out at prison. It was going well, but shortly after arriving, he ate a pretzel and almost bit his tongue off. Were you on special needs, Tinder? He began bleeding for the next couple of hours, yes, and spitting blood. I looked at it and half his tongue was swollen and puffy. It looked horrible. He then tried to eat a hamburger, and his eyes just displayed the pain. He tried to kiss me multiple times, but my ninja ass dodged the mess he had going on. Great sport, but it didn't work out. Yeah, luckily for him, it didn't work out. God. Dating is too confusing. I'm all done. This is another one. Different. Showed up to the restaurant, waited 30 minutes, ordered myself some food, and was about to leave when he texted me. There's a liquor store across the street from the restaurant. Can you pick me up two six-packs? I told him I would not. He says he's decided to play frisbee with his dog instead. I deleted... Deleted app, went to the liquor store, picked up wine, and went home. He texted me for a month or so after to tell me he just bought tickets to see me dance because I'm a retired ballerina, haven't been in anything for a few years. 
Then he texts me an hour after to tell me how great I was on stage. I never respond. Dating is confusing. I'm done. You're confusing. That's a dizzying fucking story with no plot line at all. <sighs> God, you guys all fucking suck. There's a reason you're all single. Let me say that. Uh, boring. Isn't it time you embrace the wit and vitality of European-style chanting only at the next L.S. Vendors home game? You're gonna get your fucking head kicked in! It's cultured, it's fun for the whole family, and it's finally over here. Who ate all the pies? Who ate all the pies? You fat bastard, you fat bastard, you ate all the pies! We Americans are such Philistines, we haven't understood the cultural significance of mass hatred, xenophobia, and alcohol abuse. Well, soccer in the U.S. is no longer for housewives. Now, it's for everyone. Come see the sport that until now, America couldn't get its head around because it's not 75% commercials. The L.S. Benders. Season tickets only $50. You're going to get your fucking head kicked in! Oh, God, I hope so. And I don't mean to say that everyone who's single is single for a reason. I just meant these fucking idiots that have taken it upon themselves to write barely legible anticlimactic Tinder stories are single for a reason. <sighs> okay, this one is a night in the hospital. My Tinder story involves three days in the hospital. Why the fuck is it called a night in the hospital then, you stupid asshole? <sighs> Who's up? I moved to Maryland about five months ago. I'm originally from South Africa. I'm on a cultural exchange program. Moving here and not knowing anybody is not fun. I joined Tinder in the hopes of meeting people. In parentheses, guys. Being shown around and all that jazz. Okay, well, at least you speak well. I mean, I had nothing to lose, right? Uh, I don't know. Anyways, I went out with on a whole bunch of dates. Some were good, some were okay, some were not. So one Saturday night, I had plans, but some other guy on Tinder sent me a message asking if I wanted to hang out. I declined, but said I'd like to hang out the following week. That's fair. That following week, Friday, I forgot to text him, so that Saturday night, with nothing planned, he came to mind. Let's just call him Dave. So I texted Dave on Tinder and said I wanted to hang out, and he said, sure. We made plans, and I drove to his place. Parked outside his house in D.C. Oops. And from there, we took a walk to a wine bar. He was awesome. It was comfortable. Conversation was easy. It was fun. My schedule on Tuesday and Wednesday pretty much had me free all day, so we made plans to meet up either one of those days because he was able to hang out then, too. See, he owned... Oh, no. No, he didn't. He owned his own company, which allowed him to work from home as long as he had his phone nearby. Yeah, okay, Cutco. <laughs> so the next Tuesday, we met up. I drove to his place. Only this time, I couldn't park on the street because it was midday. I didn't have a permit. He said I should park my car at the back of his place but that it would be tricky for me, and I should let him do it. So I did. Next day, I showed up again. I drove to the back. I called him while outside, waited for him to park my car again, and he did it. Later on, we took my car and drove to go buy snacks because we decided we were going to watch a movie. We come back from the store. Oops. Pull up in a parking spot. Get out the car so he could take my seat and park the car. I then waited near the parking spot close to the fence and faced the opposite direction of the car. I heard a loud tire sound, and all of a sudden, this force the car backs up into me and pins me to the fence i'm freaking out i scream for him to stop i'm now stuck with the car on me screaming somebody help me please over and over he comes out of the car and says i'm so sorry my shoe got stuck on the accelerator he tries to lift the car to free me with no success 
Then he gets help from some guys that were close by. Three guys lift the car off me while he accelerates to move it forward. I remember saying something about the exhaust pipe burning. Uh, anyways, the car's off me. He carries me and laid me down on a table outside. I'm freaking out. Adrenaline levels are sky high. My elbow was busted open. I had no clue what was going on. 911 gets called, and from then on began a very painful hospital stay. I had to share the experience because I don't have any friends to share it with, but I'm happy to be alive. Um, well, that is pretty shitty, but, you know, you're a well-spoken lady. I'm sure you'll do fine. <sighs> okay, this one is called Sometimes It's Just Awful. And it just says, matched with my cousin. Did you fuck her? No? Yes? Wish there was a little more to that story. That could have been real disturbing. <sighs> Stop being a passenger in life. Stop waiting in traffic like everyone else. Take your ego to the next level and travel across town at hundreds of miles an hour. The San Andreas Flight School. Become a licensed pilot in as little as three hours. Take out your friends and family in spectacular fashion by getting certified. Don't believe what you hear? Flying is easy. It's mostly autopilot anyway. Click a few buttons, set the destination, and hang in back with the ladies. Imagine how hot she'll get when you tell her you can leave for a tropical paradise at a moment's notice on a plane. Always wanted to get into the exciting international courier business? You need to fly. Tired of dealing with the horrible airlines and their graying pilots? Get your pilot's license. A turbulence-free future is yours. The San Andreas Flight School. All right. Sometimes the terror isn't what you think is what this next one's called. My Tinder nightmare began on January 8th when I started texting with a beautiful woman who I knew was out of my league. I am a 50-ish Caucasian guy, out of shape, overweight, but otherwise stable and normal. She was a 30-year-old black woman, college-educated, beautiful, elegant, and slender. Nonetheless, after a few days of texting, I invited, her to join me for, I invited her to join me for dinner at a very nice restaurant downtown. To my dismay, she actually accepted the invitation. That's right. I was waiting for her at the bar, and when she walked in, my jaw hit the floor. She was so beautiful, I literally lost my breath. Oh, you're so cute, Grandpa. She was taller than me in her heels, and she was wearing a beautiful short dress with the most amazing legs I'd ever seen. She greeted me with a big smile and a gentle hug, and we were escorted to our table. We had a good date, conversation was nice, and she seemed to have a good time as well. We decided to continue the date and went to a couple of bars for drinks. Finally, she said it was time to go home. Since she'd taken Uber earlier, I offered to give her a ride home, and she agreed. All this time, I thought that even though the date was fun and comfortable, I assumed it was... I assumed it would possibly lead to a friendship at best, considering the obvious difference. Well, when we got to her place, we talked for a few minutes more. I offered to walk her to her door, but she said, Now! Then she then got out and walked to my door. She leaned through the window and planted a very brief but sensual kiss on my lips. My heart stopped. She then leaned back and smiled, and I was able to stammer out an invitation to go out again, and she accepted without hesitation. I was on cloud nine. I knew that this remarkable woman would have a profound effect on my life. It seemed predetermined. Oh, come on, nerd. Fast forward a couple weeks. She and I had been seeing each other nearly every day and were developing strong feelings, but something was wrong. I had a weird nagging sense she was hiding something, perhaps a penis. 
Although she was being very affectionate, something was off. Then finally it happened. We were out at a bar together. It was a good time, but she seemed distracted. And as we were leaving, she turned to me and said in a serious tone, We need to talk. I thought, this is it. The difference between us is too thorough and there are far too many. And I'm about to be friend-zoned. But nothing prepared me for what came next. She asked me just to listen and not to say anything, so I said, fine. She then started out by saying that she developed strong feelings for me, but there was something that I needed to know about her that might make me change my mind about pursuing a relationship. My mind was spinning. There were so many scenarios raced through my head. Is she married? Is she a criminal? And I remembered a few days earlier, oh, wait a minute, I think I have, I believe she is transgender. That's my prediction. Then I remembered a few days earlier when we were making out, I touched her breast and realized that she had breast implants because it was quite hard. So I thought, is she trans? As it turns out, she wasn't, but that would have been better than what came next. Huh, okay. She looked at me with a tear in her eye, and she told me that she has stage 4 breast cancer. Fuck, dude. She was originally diagnosed four years earlier, stage 3, and had beaten it back into remission after having a double mastectomy. I don't know if that's the right way to say that. Along with radiation treatment and chemotherapy. Oh, man. Now I'd have returned at stage four, and she was to start chemo again in two weeks. I was floored. She then stated that she will understand if I wanted to turn and run, and she wouldn't think less of me for it. My response was to reiterate that I adored her. Adored her. I thought she was an amazing woman, and if she wanted me to take this journey with her, then I would be honored to do so. We kissed and held each other for a while. Finally, she said goodnight. Went to her car to go home. I cried all the way home. We had a full amazing year together. Oh, for fuck's sake, you fucking asshole. I had to go to Japan for work, and she met me there in between chemo treatments. She never cried, was always elegant. I learned what the true definition of grace meant. Is this fucking chicken soup for the soul, man? What the fuck? She died nine months ago. Fuck you. That is a fucking nightmare. Ugh. God. On the inside, you're all action. Because nothing impresses people like looking the part. I want a lot of impressive sports electronics that look great on my desk, but I never use. Crevice. Stop by Crevice and start looking the lifestyle you wish you had. Buy medals for marathons you never ran. Or a beaten up surfboard and surf wax you'll never use. Or carabiners, climbing supplies, and doctored photos of you on Everest. Plus a thousand other stories you can tell to seem like the adventurer you are on the inside. Crevice. We help you take the inside outside. Crevice, never stop pretending. Ugh. Oh, nope, still not ready yet. Here's another one. The American healthcare industry is in shambles, but you desperately need surgery to fix your broken tits. Why not outsource? Implant Outsource, the show that sends you to an exotic location to get plastic surgery. Everything else you buy is made in Asia. Why not get tits from Jakarta? Watch as Americans get permanent body modification done in a place that has no running water or trained doctors. This week on the show, see Melanie get voted off when her trout pal gets smoked. It's secondhand nips, lips, and only on Implant Outsource, Mondays on CNT. Okay, that was just in poor taste. I promise I don't plan these out. I just download a long track of them and fucking cut and paste them as they, as I can tell where they end and start. That makes no sense. Anyway, Jesus. Fucking ass.
snuck one in on me. We're not ending on that one. Uh, okay, this one's called Prisoner of Love. I asked how long he'd been on Tinder for. He said just two weeks, which I thought was cute until he followed it up with, yeah, we don't really have the internet in prison and Tinder wasn't really a big thing before I went in. Oof. On that note, um, my personality and online dating sites, believe it or not, do not translate well. Uh, I had somebody compliment because fucking years ago I had Tinder and, um, nice tattoos is what the girl said. Or I like your tattoos. I think they're cute. And I said, thank you. I got them in prison. I never got a response. This next one's called car troubles. Worst date ever. The guy I chatted on Tinder picked me up in his car for our date. I said, hi, how are you? And the first thing he says to me is Jesus. Why do girls always feel like they have to slam the car door? I'm, you know what? Fucking A. I meekly apologized and off we went. To the worst, most harshly lit Vietnamese joint ever. Seriously, it felt like a dank hole in the wall with clinically bright fluorescent lighting and people shoveling food in their mouths as fast as they could. He must have taken his cue from this as he wolfed down his food so quickly we were done in 30 minutes. Perhaps he's a veteran. By this time, it's barely 8 p.m. and he suggests we go, but first, because it wasn't awkward enough, he tells me he needs to go food shopping before he drops me off at home. I spent longer following him around the grocery store than I did on our actual dinner date. Well, you're a chump for going, so eat shit. I'm like, that bad of a date, you fucking crybaby asshole. This one is called What a Cock Up. You want to know what's worse than an unsolicited dick pic? An unsolicited dick pic where the dude is holding a measuring tape next to his penis and you can see a young child reflected in the mirror in front of him. Oh, for fuck's sake. After a fairly normal dinner, dinner, he asked if I wanted to go out for dessert. I said, yes, because dessert. <laughs> yes, pick up dessert. <laughs> okay, Shrek. After I ordered a triple chocolate fudge sundae, I turned to him and asked him what he wanted. He says, oh, no, I can't eat that shit. It's not cheat day. <laughs> Wishing he told me this before we'd gone to dessert, I took my over-the-top sugar creation and felt like a fat fuck. Knowing he was just going to watch me eat it. Just before I take my first spoonful, he snatches the sundae away from me, pulls it close to his face, and gives it a big, long, deep sniff. He says, in an almost creepy post-orgasmic way, Okay, I'm good, and passes it back to me. I have never wanted ice cream less. Well, you're a coward. This one's called an arresting experience. My Tinder date was arrested for shoplifting after we'd been walking around a night market, and I was held for questioning as a potential witness. <sighs> you get arrested for shoplifting? Have you ever had to hold a complete stranger while they were full-on heave-sobbing about how they're not sorry they're not the date you were hoping for? Because I have. I don't know what happened. We were talking about our interests, and all of a sudden, he's in the fetal position in my arms, and I'm feeling his snot in my shirt. Uh, well, you should screen your Tinder dates better than friend. <sighs> we were sitting on his balcony having drinks when all of a sudden there's a pounding on the door. I know it's probably super bad when he shrinks into his chair and doesn't make a move to answer it. So then I hear, I fucking know you're home. Let me in, you piece of shit. Are you with her? I look at him, eyes wide, as he sheepishly explains his ex is a bit unstable and refuses to believe they've broken up. 
After five minutes, the knocking stops. Less than a minute later, the shouting starts up again, except this time it's coming from the fence in front of us. Then she climbs the fence while screaming at him, climbs up the drain pipe and onto the balcony. I sit there in silence as we have a full-on... as they have a full-on domestic. I go to leave and then he yells at me, telling me to sit down because the ex will be leaving immediately. Then he shouts at the ex for upsetting me and I ended up being stuck there for an hour because they were blocking the door and I, unlike her, am not a chimp. <laughs> That's a bad one. That's pretty bad. He got food poisoning at my house. He was in the bathroom exploding from his asshole and from his mouth for hours, and then he snuck out without cleaning up any of his mess. Oh, what a cunt. What an asshole. Fuck that guy. This one's called Daddy Issues. I dated this girl a while back, and her dad hated me. Well, yeah, we went over this already. Jesus. All right, I think this is a repeat for the most part. Let's see, let's see, let's see. After talking back and forth on a dating website with a guy, one woman decided to exchange Facebook info with him. After noticing and commenting on a picture of her daughter, the guy made a comment about how he recently taught his own all about masturbation. After explaining how uncomfortable and unnecessary telling her that was, the man tried to justify himself by explaining that dads should be the ones to teach their daughter about sex matters. Oh, God. Wow. A woman dodged a huge major bullet after breaking up with a guy she'd been dating from Tinder. Though he almost moved in with her family, she caught him looking down the shirt of her 12-year-old daughter. She later found out that he was waiting a court hearing for sexually assaulting a child. Why don't you fucking mouth-breathing idiots run background checks on anyone, ever? You guys are fucking dumb, man. Ugh. After talking with a guy on OkCupid, a woman decided to go to his place for a date. Upon arrival, she noticed that he had a wall full of knives and machetes. As if that wasn't scary enough, he decided it would be a good tactic to hold one against her throat just to show her how strong they were. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, uh, I think I'm in that category. I have a wall full of swords, so fuck you. You know, if you think it's weird, go fuck yourself. I wouldn't pull it on somebody, though. That's odd. It's just bad form. Uh, one girl thought some someone she had been talking to online was pretty normal. He was nice, good-looking, and he had a job, but when they met in person, he immediately asked if she would be up for having anal sex with him. Although the date should have ended there, the guy proceeded to drink heavily, only to wind up crying about his ex-girlfriend, and then eventually puking all over her. Nice. God. Class act. Tinder user Courtney was messaged by a guy who asked if she'd be interested in pizza and anal. <laughs> Oof. She responded by saying that she'd take the free food but not the anal. The guy understood and was willing to compromise and continually replied with, Oh my god, as long as I can suck your toes, we're golden. Ew. When one guy met a 9.5 on Plenty of Fish, he was pretty excited. On their date, she said that she was a model. Which all seemed fine and well until she mentioned she needed money for rent. After two drinks, she offered to trade sex for money and continued to bother him days later, texting him and begging for money, even offering to let him video the act if he was willing. Apparently, only so far will looks be able to take you in life. Now, technically, if he videotaped it, then he would be able to duck the prostitution charge if he ever got caught, so, uh... I wouldn't do it, but I'm sure a lot of people would. 
After going through a divorce, one woman decided to try online dating when she planned a second date with the guy he asked her to meet in the parking lot of a church, which was part of a popular strip, which she did. He invited her into the church where his AA meeting was being held. She tried to be empathetic and supportive, but when he had her serving coffee for the first half hour of being there, she didn't want it to work out. What the fuck? Who's... Ugh. It's just like the bar, dude. It's just like... It's just a meeting instead. Fucking idiot. After meeting Maggie on an online dating site, one guy was pleasantly surprised with how much he liked this woman. So much that they were sleeping together semi-regularly, but getting tired of having to use a condom all the time, Maggie agreed to go on the pill. Wow, Maggie, you're a sucker. After saying she did so, the two had sex, and it wasn't until after the fact that Maggie remembered she hadn't actually, in fact, started the pill. What? Is Maggie fucking stupid? I'm Maggie, I'm a simpleton. <sighs> While talking to a guy on Tinder, one female was asked... If she would marry him for $10,000 because he desperately wanted to become an American citizen, like any rational human being, she declined. But further revealing his insanity, the guy tried to reason with her, telling her there were plenty of people who would do it for half the money. What the fuck? Yes, I was watching these two chicks give each other a head while I was pissing on the other one. But I'm doing it because I hate myself. You don't understand. I'm the victim here. That's right. You're a sex addict. Hi, I'm Leonard Etcher. Buy 13 Steps to Heaven today. 13 Steps to Heaven, the profound book that will change your perception of addiction. In 2017, Bristol resident Liam Smythe, God, that's a dumb spelling of his name, Liam Smith met up with a woman he matched with on Tinder. The two went to have dinner at a Portuguese restaurant and then went back to his apartment. Everything was going great until the woman went to the bathroom. The date came back and sheepishly admitted that she'd shit, but the toilet hadn't flushed. She had wrapped the shit in toilet paper and tried to throw it out the window, but it had gotten lodged between the two panes of glass. What? The enterprising Smith decided to hoist the date upside down so she could reach the shit. She did. But then Smith couldn't get her back down again, so the woman, woman ended up lodged in the window. Smith ended up calling the fire department, and though they did rescue the woman, his window ended up getting destroyed in the process. But it's not all bad. Smith says he'd be open to see her again. What the fuck? Men typically have a hard time knowing how to act around a woman when she's crying. Guilty. But this challenge becomes all the more difficult when the woman you're on a date with is crying because she broke up with her agoraphobic ex. While the lady probably wouldn't have gotten the second date because of this emotional outburst alone, she decided to seal the deal on this fact by trying to kiss the guy while crying. Oh, that's hot. Fucking idiot. First dates can be awkward, but for one particular guy, it got weird when a woman he met for dinner took on took an electric scale out of her purse to weigh her food before eating it. Whoa. They were sharing food, so it took quite some time for her to divide up the portions, as you can probably imagine. Check, please. <laughs> Yikes. One guy met a girl on OkCupid, and he took her out on a date to the movies. Everything was fine until she got up to go to the bathroom and was gone for a while. She came back with a water, insisting she was fine but was feeling a little sick. Moments later, she puked. 
everywhere. Not all over just herself, but all over the floor and the seats in front of her and even in the aisle next to them. Great first impression. Alright, and then a few more from traumatized people sharing their worst Tinder horror stories. I don't really have a horror story since I've gotten about one date out of Tinder which went alright, but I've been rejected plenty. The highlight of which was this girl who seemed pretty interesting and reasonably attractive, so I swiped right and it turned out that we matched. Huzzah! So I sent her a message, something clever along the lines of, Hey, a match, did we just become best friends? What? Though I can't take credit for that one, I did steal that from Reddit. Um... Yeah, that's not... I wouldn't want to take credit for that. Happily, she responded rather promptly, so I was eager to read what she said, because, of course, for the most part, women kind of just ignore me. I wonder why. Anyway, I opened it up, and it says was, Sorry, swiped the wrong way. Oops. What will you do when you finally win the lottery? I'm going to buy a pile of blow three feet high and get really addicted. Man, I'm going to hire some junkies to molest my boss. That'll teach that bitch for sending me to HR. Start dreaming. Play the San Andreas State Lottery and have all your fantasies come true. Jesus. Uh, matched with a guy who turned to be in my city for a weekend for work. We got along great, hung out both nights he was in town, kept texting after he leaves, and he keeps telling me he wants to come visit. Like, I'm like, hold up, slow your roll, but then decide, yeah, fuck it. Worst that can happen is a bad weekend. He visits, long-distance relationship ensues. Seven months down the line, because I'm a fucking moron, I moved to his city. The months pass, and I realize he is as selfish as can be, and though I love him very much, he's not the guy for me. We break up. Oops, we get back together. More months go by, same shit. I decide to break things off and move back home, and now I'm stuck back in my city, miserable and alone. Well, that's just a bummer of a story, you fucking cow. And she ends it with, that's a pretty horrifying story, if you ask me. Fuck you. Fuck your bad decision-making. You're a goddamn fucking idiot. This was back when Tinder first came out and wasn't quite... We... have been over that one already. I had been on a couple of dates with this girl that I met on Tinder and learned she was really into the rockabilly scene. Bail. Right there. Bail. <laughs> I found out that a local nightclub was hosting a rockabilly-themed night, so I took her. She addressed to the nines, and we were having a great time in the club. Suddenly, this guy accidentally tipped a drink on her 50s-style dress. He apologized profusely. She storms over to grab her coat and bag, and on the way out, punches the guy in the face. Damn! Everyone in the club was shocked. Took her outside and told her she can't react like that, and that's when she took off her heel and hit me square in the face for siding with that guy. I bled everywhere, and I never answered her calls after that. Oh, and she used to be a stripper and a cam girl. It doesn't add anything to the story, but I just like telling people that. Pew, pew. Yikes, she hit you with her fucking heel? The patron saint of bad bitches. Fuck. This one happened a year ago. Met this guy, similar interest, looked great. We decided to meet up on Sunday for lunch. I was so hungover from a friend's at Christmas party that I threw up upon arrival. He didn't mind. He didn't order a drink, and I couldn't order one due to the hangover. And once the hangover subsided, I suggested we walk around and head into a bar. He doesn't like the first bar. Had a bad experience. At the next bar, he had one too and keeps on passing them until finally we get to his favorite bar. He orders drinks, and after a few more drinks, I suggest heading to a wine bar. He passes because he confesses he's only 20. <laughs> and while his profile said he worked at a local college, it was a work-study position because he's a junior there. 
Maybe it was the hangover, maybe it was the exhaustion, but I still brought him home. Oh my Jesus, things happened and I found out he was a virgin. He ran away in tears and threw up on my apartment stairs. Repeated the process once he was 21 and it was almost the same situation. You had to repeat that twice, you fucking ogre? What the hell? Oh God, I don't understand, you fucking idiots. The apocalypse is coming. Will it be aliens, zombies, or a global financial meltdown and a massive tsunami that takes us back to the Stone Age? Whatever it is, you need to be prepared so that when the nation rebuilds, this time, you're at the top of the heap. At Ammunition, we're your one-stop shop for the apocalypse and global Armageddon. Announcing the Ammunition Recession Special. Full post-apocalypse kit with machine gun nest, water purifier so you can drink your own urine, and cyanide pills so you can go out like a man frothing at the mouth and spasming on the floor before the soviets or undead get you pick up a predator drone so you can rain down hell on unsuspecting but inappropriate neighbors from the comfort of your couch whether it's aliens trying to colonize earth zombies trying to feast on brains monkeys spreading the plague or children begging for a sip of water from your carefully hoarded supplies they've all got to be suppressed which is why our bulk buy discount is proving so popular on shelves as well as bullets. When a million zombies come running over the hill, you'll be really pissed you didn't buy enough bullets. When the apocalypse gets here, don't dial 911, dial 357. Ammunition, protecting your rights. Ugh. I matched this pretty cute looking girl. She didn't look like she was in super great shape, but didn't look fat or anything. We exchanged numbers and I called her. She came, agreed to come over to my house, so I waited outside while she found her way over. She pulls up in a super badass car, so I'm like, fuck yeah. And when she gets out, it looked like the suspension let out a sigh of relief because she was at least 300 pounds. Nice girl, though. She gave me a back massage. And then I told her I was tired and she left. <laughs> fuck boy. I messaged a cute blonde girl one day and got a response. Then after a while of back and forth, making each other giggling shit and getting along. I mentioned I'm in a wheelchair and suddenly she was losing her fucking mind talking about our future and how she wants to explore places like Australia and I wouldn't be able to do that because of my fucking wheelchair. I let her go on for a while to see if she'd ever bring it around to a normal person thought process, but that never happened. She lost her fucking mind. <laughs> Went on a date with a girl who told me about three of her ex-boyfriends of the past two years in the first 15 minutes of our date. One killed himself, one died in a car accident, and the last one had to be gay because who would dump this? I would. Twice I would dump that. Fuck. God. Shut up. Every time she went to the bathroom, she'd leave her expensive purse and ask me not to leave because if I left and someone stole her purse, it would be on my conscience. She also picked a restaurant that her ex-boyfriend, previous of the other three, was a chef at and said the Lamborghini parked outside was his. Yeah, some people just say all the wrong shit. Ugh, God, that made me mad. First date tells me I've already ruined the night because I chose to sit on the bar side of the restaurant. Second date, she got us kicked out of my favorite restaurant for yelling at two guys wearing Patriots jerseys. Not a Patriots fan, I don't really care. But I don't have enough time for me to get a to-go box for my favorite appetizer, their fries with four sauces. Two weeks go by, calls crying because I didn't call her on my birthday. I agree to a post-birthday lunch date because I'm a chump. 
tell her I'm not interested in continuing seeing her. She runs to the bathroom crying. This is date three. I don't even know her last name. I take a bit of her sandwich, <laughs> pay for lunch, walk home. This is one of three awful Tinder experiences. I'm not sure I'm ready to try again. Wow. Met a girl at her work at like a moment's notice. She was a waitress and there was literally nobody else in the place. We talked for a few hours, then another dude shows up to meet her from Tinder. She would later blog about the experience and describe me as dull and unattractive. She apologized to me the day she posted it. No hard feelings. I just thought it was a crazy story. <laughs> I matched with this pretty hot girl, photo model, early 20s, and we went on to a party together. On the way to the party, she was already extremely drunk, so she fell asleep for 20 minutes on my lap and asked me for sex and other stuff. After the party, where she got high on top of that, we went to hers, and she was still drunk and high, but started playing with her kitties like a five-year-old. The next day, I went home. No, no sex, not with somebody that was drunk and high. Good for you, buddy. And she started texting me that she loves how I treated her, followed by the line of, it's hard to trust people when you get when you got raped already. Ooh. But that's not even the part that shocked me as hard as, I want you close to me. Do you like rape play? Line after that. No, Tinder. I do not. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, buddy. You, yeah, nice guys sometimes do finish last. Or finish first if they're in the bathroom jerking off. Met this girl on Tinder, invited her into bed. She accepts, come over, we have a fantastic night. Have a lot of sex, same thing the next night. Thing is, she's moving to Montana in a few weeks for a job, which was a cook position in a national park. Oh, jeez. She invites me out there. I look into the job and eventually get it. We decide to start dating. We met twice. I don't her for a month. I'm an idiot. I know that. All right. To keep it exclusive at adult summer camp there in Montana. I get out there. She freaks out and breaks up with me because she has cancer. Cancels the breakup. Does it again the next night. I agreed. Say it's over. Proceeds to cock block me constantly throughout the summer. And we scream at each other in the kitchen. Four choices all around. What? Not a horror story, but this is how the conversation went. Girl, Charmanders are red, Squirtles are blue. If you can catch me, I'll be your Pikachu. Me, I'll Squirtle all over your face. Conversation ends. Had <laughs> a boy. I started talking to this really sweet guy for about two weeks and things were going well. Then I started getting calls from his girlfriend who... Oh, okay, we've been over this. Yikes. A buddy of mine hit it off with this girl and after a few days she invited him over to a house party. Been over this one too... Yeah, no. A few years ago, I was dating this girl. Yeah, we've been over that one as well. Okay, I needed a date to Passover dinner with my friends. He wore a vest and a newsboy hat and introduced himself with a bow and a hat flourish. Oh, yikes. The night only got worse from there. He refused to eat any of the food because things on the plate were touching. It was soup. And wouldn't shut his mouth during the 12 minutes of Seder. That's Jewish ritual. When it came time for his train home, he purposefully missed it so he could stay the night. Ha 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 ha, no! After a movie with uncomfortable levels of hover boob, I convinced my friend to come with me to drive him to the nearest train stop. During the ride, he thought it was the best time to tell me he was schizophrenic, but didn't take his medicine because it was the devil. 
Oh, slippery slope, brother. He tried to hold my hand, saying that they were small and made him feel like a pedophile. That's romantic. What the fuck, man? The night ended with him telling me he was going to shit on the subway and write my name in it. There was not a second date. That's unfortunate. You should have given him a chance. He sounds like a nice guy. Finally, started seeing a girl off Tinder. It was going well for about two weeks, and though, and I thought she was pretty cool. Then things started getting weird. She used to always joke about killing me. It's kind of hot, man. I thought it was okay for the first few times, but then it got annoying. I told her to stop, and she kept doing it. I don't know if it's because she thought it was funny that it freaked me out, but anyway, she told me she had a shotgun in her room. <laughs> Long story short, I told her I didn't want to see her anymore. She didn't like that. For the next three weeks, she's just hounding the fuck out of me. Calls constantly, shows up at my work, asking for me, keeps coming to my apartment. Actually knocked on my door for 30 minutes, and when I didn't answer, she went around back and started knocking on my bedroom window. I got really concerned for a while, but eventually, crazy bitch gave up. Whoa. Yikes, man, that's rough. My friend, bless her heart. Okay, this is, uh, I can already tell this is a good old southern girl. My friend, bless her heart, she's got so many Tinder stories. Once, a guy wanted to bring his mom on the first date. Another bragged about stealing money from his kid's sister's piggy bank, and yet my friend still had to pay for his dinner. Another was a guy on house arrest. There's clue number one right there. Hey, fuck you, asshole. Doesn't take much to get on house arrest. Yeah, fucker. Who, after a few times hanging out, turned into a total monster and would not stop harassing her and basically verbal and abusing her. She ended up blocking him. I love her, but I worry about her. So yeah, no one fucking cares. I straight up had to leave a date in the middle of dinner because she said I was the cutest wetback she would ever fuck. Holy shit. What the fuck? I tossed a couple 20s on the table and hit the ejector seat immediately. Everyone in the restaurant heard her say it too. It actually worked out nicely after. My crush at the time heard about the whole experience and asked me out after the gig. We've been dating ever since. Fucking what the fuck? Did she think that was cute? Ugh. Yo. What the fuck? <sighs> Matched with a girl and she was quite pretty in the face. All her pictures were mostly of her face slash upper body, but I didn't pay it any mind. She initiated a conversation and was immediately in the hookup. So, of course, I invite her over. She gets there, I answer the door, and turns out she was about six foot five. <laughs> Wonder Woman, I'm five foot eight on a good day. I let out an audible, holy fuck. Then she picks me up, carried me to my bedroom like a baby. I have no regrets. Fucking Jesus, good for you, dude. Yikes. My first ever online date showed up in a white suit and a white fedora. What? Later asked me, oh no if my menstrual cycle lined up with the moon? Well, that's a weird question to ask on a first date, but that is, I wonder. Now I gotta know. He ended up taking the entire, talking the entire date and me being too polite to do anything about it, too polite, too soft, let this go on for two to three hours, told me at the end of the date that he'd never had the kind of connection with anybody before. And I'm sure you still fucked his brains out. My husband and I very recently joined Tinder, and just this very past weekend, we invited over a lady we met on there. She mentioned that she smokes weed, which is fun. I do, too. 
But she also brought over two bags of cocaine. What the fuck? Free coke? You're a prude, lady. I'm not so fine with that. She also had a little bottle of some liquid. She just kept huffing. She called it a popper. Yikes, that's not good. Maybe I'm just too old, but I've never heard of poppers before. So she proceeds to do all her drugs. She ran out of cocaine. Uh-oh. She starts hitting up her dealer, asking us to hit up her dealer. Even asked us for money. Made me really, really uncomfortable. Earlier in the evening, I jokingly mentioned some really old acid tabs I'd found in my purse. She promptly asked if she could have them and take them right away. I'd thrown them away, though, fortunately. In short, the chick was just desperate to get and stay high. It was a huge turn off for me. I texted my husband that we needed to come up with an excuse to get her the fuck out. So that's what we did. You didn't sleep with her? You're an idiot. I met up with this guy I'd been talking to for a few weeks. Tall, dark, handsome, originally from <laughs> Turkey. Ew. No world traveler, etc. Anyway, we meet up for sushi. <laughs> Not to sushi, to Turkey still. Love sushi. And things are going great. Tons of stuff in common. And then he it was like a fucking psycho switch flipped. Yes, he's Turkish, you fucking mouth breather. Started talking about how now that we're going out that I couldn't wear narrow nail polish because he got weirded out holding hands with somebody who wore nail polish. And how he wanted to have a daughter, but freeze her in time at the age four so she'd always be daddy's girl and love him forever. And how when we got old, we'd be... We'd have to have sex with the lights off since I'd be wrinkly and unattractive and just went on and on and on and on and on. I just stared at him speechless and tried to get through the date, expecting at the very least a free meal, but nope, no free meal. In fact, more expensive meal. The guy had the nerve to ask the waitress to split the check when he ordered twice what I had. We paid, I stormed out, and I never spoke to that prick again. Yeah, you should never have spoken to him in the first place, you fucking imbecile. He's Turkish. I can say that because I have no Turkish listeners, or no listeners in Turkey, and I'm Greek. War is hell, but so is stringing multiplayer levels together into a credible storyline. I've got a serious level 5 black grade continuity problem. We're in the rainforest. Uh, I mean, the UN. I'm going in. I, I mean, out. Clear. Blue team, we're taking a lot of hits. The screen's getting all red and nobody's ordered the DLC. Righteous Slaughter 7. The video game features levels like Cluttered Warehouse, African Rebellion, Polar Nonsense, Desert Surprise, innovative levels like nothing you've played before, including the surprise space level we won't talk about until the game comes out. Righteous Slaughter 7. The identical art of contemporary killing. How do you kill? PG, pretty much the same as the last game. This girl that we'd been chatting for a week or so hit me up around 10 p.m. on Sunday night and said she'd be in my neck of the woods on her way home and wanted to see if I wanted to hang out. I did. So she comes over. She's got a bag of Mexican food with her. So I put on an episode of Always Sunny. She busts out a monster bean and cheese burrito and carne asada quesadilla. She asked if I wanted any, <laughs> but I'd already eaten. So this skinny girl... Puts down both of those things in 10 minutes. Destroyed like two pounds of food. Wipes her face, grabs my hand, rubs her tits with my hands, gets up and goes, well, I gotta go. You can tell your friends you at least got something out of it. Never to be seen again. I'm still in love with her. <laughs> wow. Yikes. Wow. I decided to go on a date with a guy older than my usual age range because he seemed interesting. I showed up to the restaurant, and my media thought is, oh shit, he's way too old for me. 
He proceeds to spend the rest of the date exuding arrogance and telling me about how he makes so much money and he's well on his way to being a millionaire. And no, the restaurant was not fancy. All the while he's talking, his sport coat sleeves are getting all in his guacamole. I did not say a word. At the end, he walks me to my car, hugs me. I do the squirmiest escape because I'm mortified he'll try to kiss me. He gets into his car and immediately texts me to say he had a great time. I wait to say that I did not feel like we had chemistry when I get home. He then proceeds to blow me up saying that how could I pass up such a catch, a man who's tall, handsome, and rich, and how could you even know if you have chemistry from one date? Good riddance. Probably not as bad as some of the others that I've read on here, but I thought I was really hitting it off with this guy I met on Tinder until a few dates later when he broke down crying in the middle of a heated makeout session telling me that he thought he was gay. <sighs> That's not that bad. I met my Tinder girl at the train station. What the fuck are you, Harry Potter? And she wasn't the most talkative of sorts, but I maintained conversations all the way up to the bar we'd agreed on earlier. Only when we got there, she refused to go in, saying she didn't like the look of it. Uh-oh, she's a child. We carried on down the road with me maintaining most of my conversation, and we passed nine more bars that she didn't like the look of, too. By now, we were walking in near silence, so I steered our walk back towards the train station, ready to call it a day and head home. Suddenly, my Tinder lady stopped and pointed at something, saying, That's what I want. I want to go there. It was a van selling frozen yogurt. I no longer like Froyo. What? Why not? What the fuck? Why don't you like fr What the fuck? You fucking idiot. Fuck you for wasting my time. Two years ago, I made a Tinder and matched with a guy. He was good looking. We planned to go on a date. We had never had a first date. We never had a first date as I ended up falling for a friend and deleted my account. But before, but before that, got heaps of abusive messages from Tinder guy. Fast forward to now, I've been single for nine months, decided to get Tinder again, matched with a guy and decided to go on a date, met him and proceeded to tell me what a horrible person I am for rejecting him and then later sent more abusive messages. Yes, it was the guy I matched with two years ago. He changed his name, grew a beard just to meet me and let me know how horrible I am. Well, that's what you get, sleep in the bed you've made. Had a chick want to hook up within minutes of matching because her boyfriend was, her boyfriend has erectile dysfunction so he can't fuck her. Apparently, Tinder is like her rent-a-penis. She wanted to be all sneaky about it because even though he knows she does it, he still doesn't want to know when it's going on. I said no to that. It was a little more weird than what I generally look for in a relationship. Well, good for you for standing by your morals. One of my friends told me this story yesterday. Her friend used to always go on Tinder and find guys and immediately invite them over and fuck him. Well, one day she messages this guy to come over and he agrees. He says he'll be there in 20 minutes with wine. So he shows up. Turns out he's actually a midget. She doesn't want to say no to fucking him then just because he was a midget. So she goes with it, but only after drinking a lot. And after a few glasses, she lights some candles. They go at it. He ended up slamming her leg into the nightside nightside table, knocking his glass over, which knocked the candles over and her fucking curtains caught on fire. She freaked out, so he pulls out and leaves half-naked while she's fanning the flames with her pillow. You know, he's an asshole. She's an idiot. God. Showed up to the restaurant, waited about 30 minutes, ordered myself some food, and was about to leave when he texted me. There's a liquor store across the street from the restaurant. Can you pick me up two six-packs? Um, yeah, we fucking... Yeah. Okay, somebody female matched with me, a male, while I was at work. 
By the time I got home, I had four messages. Are you always wearing a hat? Does it not get really manky? Seriously, do you even have hair? Oh shit, you don't have cancer, do you? FYI, I don't have cancer, and I realized that I was wearing a hat in all my pictures. Okay. My first Tinder experience, I was out drinking with friends, and the girl I'd been chatting with decides to take a cab with me. I get in her cab, go to her place, we bang, and I'm back drinking with my friends within 45 minutes. The story told that way is pretty good. However, this was by far the worst sex experience of my life. During sex, she kept yelling, complete me. Oh. While at the same time trying to sneak fingers in my ass. We finished up, and I got the fuck out of there, swiggity swooty. Get away from me, bitch. <laughs> Went on a Tinder date, and uh, as we were walking to get drinks, she tells me, not ass, mind you, you are going to walk me to my car. I say, okay. Then she says, I have a taser. Pulls it out, turns it on. I assume it's in order to make sure I didn't try any funny business. It's not a taser, it's a cattle prod. Regardless, at that point, I told her it was nice to meet her, but I didn't want to continue and said, good night. I went on a date with a girl who had already told her whole family about me. Oops. Met a girl, she seemed pretty cool, worked at a popular internet magazine that produces popular lists and starts with a B. So I thought we would get along. She shows up 20 minutes late for our date because in her words, she moved into her place two and a half months ago and hadn't done laundry yet, but she did mention she has a ton of panties. So she sent her clothes out using an app and they just returned with the wrong person's clothes and she had to look through their stuff to find something she could wear. Yes, she wore somebody else's outfit to the date. She also showed up in an ungodly amount of bronzer. Bright green eyeshadow, blue mascara, giving her the appearance of an Oompa Loompa. Did I mention our date was at a coffee slash chocolate shop known for its hot cocoa? I made an excuse and took the long, lonely train ride home. I met a girl. She was quite vocal about no hookups. We went out, got drunk. She used the line, want to come back to mine and put your penis in my vagina? So I did. Just as we started, she said, I love you. Do you love me too? <laughs> I didn't reply, I just thought, concentrate, concentrate, concentrate. It was a good night, but then she got really demanding and argumentative. It takes me a while to get used to starting to see somebody. I like to know them a bit, and she was talking about kids within a day of meeting me. I wasn't quite ready for that bullshit, and then she got really shitty that I wasn't as committed as her, called me all sorts of names, and said that I shouldn't be on Tinder if I wasn't going to take our relationship seriously. It was a whirlwind. It felt like a year's worth of bullshit bundled into three days. <laughs> So this is my brother's story. He lives at home with my mom still. My brother met a chick on Tinder, took her on a date, ended up bringing her home for a night, and that was it. A few weeks later, my mother went to the backyard and noticed the door to her camper was open. There were a bunch of clothes, a pair of faux-ugg boots that belonged to this bitch. Turns out she's been sneaking into the camper at night and sleeping there and doing drugs. My brother has no idea, and my mom called the cops immediately. Turns out, chick had a warrant for her arrest, and she's still in jail. <laughs> Oops, this didn't come about through Tinder, but rather through an equivalent app. I meet the guy there, and he's incredible, clever, good-looking, funny. You get the type. Sounds like me. The only catch is that he doesn't live in my city. After a couple of weeks of messaging and phone calls, we decided to meet up and settle that I'd be going to him because I'd never been to his city, and it seemed like a fun adventure, right? Wrong! Uh-huh. The big day comes, and I embark on a two-and-a-half-hour train journey. Taking a train, you fucking nimrod. 
And I get all excited and can't wait to get off the train, and then he's not at the platform when I get off. Try to call him to no avail, and after four hours of waiting, I decide to take the next train back home. Haven't heard from him since. <laughs> Oof. And then the same thing happened again a few weeks later to her. You're an idiot. Met a girl a week back. She was a little iffy about me being in an open relationship, so she stops chatting. Resumes again a few days later, and we're talking about meeting up. We exchange numbers, text a bit, occasionally pushes the conversation sexually without much buildup, so I go with it. It stops, repeat, including a few naked pictures. Nice. What she, he said that, and I send back some. They're well regarded. On Friday, we decide to hang out Sunday. Saturday, we're texting a bit at night, and it's going to be so fucking on. Sunday morning, I send her two texts to see what's up. She sends me back a short video of titty wiggling and says, come play. I'm pumped and ask her where I'm heading. The end. No more texts, no messages on Tinder, nothing. I send a few hello texts her way and get nothing. Hope she's okay and just got cold feet. I hope this mainly because she's a fellow human, but also partially because if something bad and mysterious happened to her and the police go through her phone, I'll be suspect number one. <laughs> I hope you go to jail for that one, chump. I know it doesn't look good, these guys running a train on me and all, but the thing is, I'm an addict. A sex addict. Finally, a meta-addiction you can blame all your other addictions and insecurities on. That's right. It's time to give personal accountability one in the can. Read 13 Steps to Heaven today. 13 Steps to Heaven. Available wherever books are still sold. Met a guy who was shorter than me, hard to do at five feet. Seemed like a nice, if somewhat grandpa-like guy. We went to sushi. He had some quirks, which I didn't really notice at the time, so we went back to my place to drink with my friends. At this point, I began to notice his odd habit of looking me directly in the eyes, fluttering his lashes and saying, hmm, like he was purring or something. Then he tried to get me to walk into a completely dark forest era, area. I go to UC Santa Cruz. I was sober enough to realize that was a bad idea, so I tried to get us to walk back. He then hugged me and says, it's so nice to feel your touch. I noped right out on that one. Fuck you. And, uh, we are extremely out of time. So, thank you very much for tuning in. This has been another exciting episode of the Anthology of Horror. Please email me and let me know what you think of this story arc at springheeljack at anthologyofhorror.com. You can go to anthologyofhorror.com, check out the podcast episode player. You can find the link to the Patreon there. If everybody that listens to this show regularly donated a dollar a month, I could quit my job and do this full time. You're under no obligation. But I might have to start taking advertisements to uh, keep the show going. So something to consider. I don't want to, but I will potentially have to do that if something doesn't give. But the most influential cities, let's take a look at that. Uh, I know, Max, in Chicago, you have superseded everybody else in Chicago for the last, like, 15 episodes is the number one spot. But let me double-check to make sure that is still the case. I haven't looked today. Let's see, let's see, let's see. So. Very supportive. All right, in the last episode, 
Oh, sorry, Max. San Antonio, Texas passed it up, but Chicago, Illinois is number two, followed by Dallas, Texas. Texas, you're so good to me. Los Angeles, California. Take her to Oregon, Salt, South Salt Lake, Utah. Denver, Colorado. Bushwick, New York. Columbus, Ohio. And Atlanta, Georgia. And just for shits and giggles, the top ten countries. United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, the Philippines, India, Russia, New Zealand, Germany, and Uruguay. Thank you all very much. I couldn't do it without your support. Because, uh... My ego's not going to stroke itself. Thank you very much. Uh, I will have an episode sooner than fucking two weeks from now. I promise you that. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Until next time. Stay spooky. Black, I cry for a hundred nights. He got a hundred bodies serving a hundred lights. Seiko just snitching because he feeling I feed them steroids to strengthen up all my chickens. They flying over Pacifics to be specific. Triple C's, you know it's fact. We hold it sack. So nigga gon' rap. Run and tell them that. Mo cars. Mo hoes. Mo clothes. Mo blow.
It's time to spin my thrills. Custom spinning wheels. I ain't drove in a week. Them bitches spinning steel. Talk about me, cause these suckers scared to talk about me. Killers talking about me. It ain't no talk about me. It ain't no walking around me. See all these killers around me. Lot of drug dealing around me. Going down in Dade County. Don't tote no 22. Magnum cost me 22. Sat it on them 22. Birds go for 22. La mama super thin. She say she 22. She seen them 22. We in room 22. I touch work like I'm convertible birth. I got distribution, so I'm converting to work. Work in the MIA, yo. Them niggas rich off. Steady slanging. My shit be banging. Hey, yo.